A young woman is moving around furniture in a mostly empty home. She stops abruptly in a coughing fit, her soul binder with a key symbol swinging. She clutches it to slow its swaying. In an unknown forest, a goblinoid with yellow copper skin watches an adventurer snuff out a campfire. In the dark moments that follow, only the sound of rending flesh and mastication echo. What beasts await our heroes in Boundless? Hello everyone. So, you all have heard this grandfather clock from downstairs ring that it is now midnight. And what was your exact positioning uh, around this time? Were you all waiting inside of the room or uh, just outside of it? I think we were having our moment inside the room because I, I believe I pushed uh, Eleonora and Sid inside and then they pulled me in and we had a big kerfuffle. So I, I'm Lauren would be in the middle of this room. All right. So everyone you see around as you are all in this room, the suits of different armor and weapons that are laying around these boxes uh, begin to just swirl into the air as they start to animate ahead of you and there are about six pieces of this armor that assembles as you all hear the chiming of the clock from downstairs and the clicking of the metal as joints start to connect and everyone roll for initiative um, Eleanor is going to grab Sid's shoulder. Don't get hurt. And give you advantage on initiative. Ooh, thank you. 19. Minus 1. 18. Nine. 11. Never forget. Minus 2. 17. All right. First in the order is you, Lauren, as there are these six suits of armor uh, that seem entirely motionless in front of you. All right, everyone, just as we practiced. Last time we were a bit going goblin mode, so let's let's bring it back on the tracks. Right, back on the rails, everyone. Back on the... I didn't think I would go first. Um, gah! And I will just send out a... a, a yeah, let's let's do uh, that, that wind that's been billowing around us. Let's, let's send that out as a gust um, towards the nearest creature... Um, the nearest suit of armor, let's say, and I want to try and push it back away from us. Okay, so the, the way that you are configured, they are in a semicircle at the end of the room from where you all are, which is roughly around the center. So one through six, uh, which of these are you trying to target? Uh, I, I will just send it straight forward into the group, so probably number three. Is that a single target, or is there a cone or area effect? Uh, that would be medium or smaller creatures, so strength save for just the one. Okay. That is an eight. Strong start! And I will use my movement to back up away from the enemies uh, towards the door. Very well. The armor that you have struck with this wind uh, just seems to fall into various different pieces as... The set of armor is uh, no more in front of you. You killed one? Wait, one more time? What? The suit of armor that you've hit with this gust of wind just sends the individual pieces of the set flying into different directions. Oh, wow. 
Huzzah! Victory! Do more of that. Good job, Lauren. I will press my back up against the door and focusing back. uh, I didn't roll my portent for the day, so I'd like to uh, get that out of the way. Using this opportunity to refocus myself and uh, tap into some of the dreams that I have seen to see if there's anything related to this day. That's a two and a natural 20. Holy shit. I'm getting really good spreads, y'all. That's really good. Victory is ours! And that's my turn. Next is Sid. You have seen the armor set more or less in the middle be torn into different constituent armor pieces. And one, two, four, five, and six still stand motionless. Are four, five, and six within five feet of each other? I would say they are, yes. Cool. I'm going to roll up to number five then. Uh, so that way I can sort of add a diagonal, be in combat with four and six as well. And uh, Sid's going to uh, run up there and actually leave his uh, sword in uh, its sheath. And as he uh, runs up, he's going to jump in the air. And you can see there's this little bit of like aerial vibration, sort of like with Booming Blade, but this time around the shield. It slams the shield into the ground in front of the three and casts Thunderclap. Oh, cool. I need them all to give me constitution saving throws. Is that from Xanathar's? Yeah. A natural 20. For all of them? Yes. They passed. And there's a big boom. There's a real loud explosive sound. And that is it. Nothing happens. Is it like shatter where there's collateral damage to it's non-destructibles? A, it's a cantrip. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's just creatures. That's all. And nothing happens. That's okay, Sid. Try some wind. Uh, shoot. <laughs> all right. And so it'll just stand up in front of them, uh, open-handed still with one hand and shield in the other. Okay, next in the turn is Eleonora. You have seen Sid do this very impressive... Let's not get ahead of ourselves. ...sound without any discernible harm to the suits of armor. Okay. Um, Eleonora will get the Twilight Sphere going and as a bonus action cast Spiritual Weapon. Ah, what a good combo. Um, I believe I do get to hit with it on the cast. So... Um, it's a 60-foot range. I'm assuming I can pick one of them to hit. Yep. Okay. So any of those that you see in front of you still. Okay. Uh, that is a 19 on the dice. I can do that. I think it's a 24 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. And, and which one are you swinging at? The biggest. They all seem to be of a identical type of armor and set. Okay. The one closest to Sid. Very well. Um, Number six. And it is 1d8. That's an eight. Uh, Plus my wisdom modifier for damage. So that's a 12 12 points of damage. Nice. And it is force damage, but it is considered a magical weapon for the purposes of damage types, I believe. And I will now roll for the Twilight Sphere temporary hit points. That is a three plus my cleric level, so six temp HP at the end of your turn if you're in the sphere. I'll take it. But you don't have it yet. 
<laughs> I already had a six written down Later. from last time. I forgot to the erase it. The end of your next turn. But okay. I get it now. Okay. And um, that's it. That's my turn. Next in the order is one of the pieces of armor that starts to move towards you. It is the very first of the semicircle to your left as it moves towards you, Lauren, and walking towards you. Otherwise, it would be indiscernible from a regular piece of armor, but now that it is moving towards you, you see this threat, and it swings at you. I want it to get a two, please. I forgot to do mage armor. Oh, so let's give it How a two. How long does that last? I haven't done it today. Okay. Oof. And it would have had a 19 to hit, but with that two, it'll only get a six to hit. I'm glad we had our group powwow or I wouldn't have had those portents, I don't think. And it'll miss, but with another attack. What? A seven. <gasps> that doesn't beat my AC of eight. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, something just missed Lauren without his mage armor. I can't believe it. I, like, jumped to one side at the last second. This dude is squirrely. <laughs> He's so squirrely. The one that Sid and Eleonora are focused on also moves and strikes at the two of you. One for each. Towards you, Sid. A 20. But something kind of interesting happens. This thing comes in with its metal gauntlet and... Sid, who is keeping an eye on Lauren, sees Lauren jump out of the way, kind of cocks an eyebrow, and gives a little wink, and then a yellow golden light shield appears around Sid as he casts shield, giving him an AC of 25, and the attack misses. Aww, that's so nice. Where'd you learn that? I watch. And the second strike will come at you, Eleonora, for a nine. That will miss me. And as this second suit of armor makes its movement, you all hear in this high adrenaline situation, the sound of the grandfather clock continue its chime as the start of the order returns to Lauren. As I've jumped out of the way, I'm going to reach into my bag and pull out a a piece of cured leather. And I will cast mage armor. Get that one out of the way as the golden yellow light comes as a, a protector to my body. As I, I guess I have to hold my ground against this thing. I can't uh, get away or I'll get an opportunity attack. And the room feels kind of small. So I'll hold this one here by the door and I will stand my ground. Sid? I'm going to try again. I'm going to raise the shield up and slam it into the ground if they can give me a con save again. This one doesn't work. I'll switch to something else. A 19. Okay. Con saves are not the move. That's... Switch to something else. And Sid just goes, ah, damn. Well, I tried. <laughs> That's my turn. <laughs> Eleonora, you see Sid essentially knocking pots and pans together to make a lot of noise, but not much else. You have a sword floating above you that you've cast, and it is your turn. Okay. Um... Eleonora will cast Guiding Bolt at the one we've been focusing on. So... Um... I rolled a two. So... That will miss, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's an eight to hit. An eight will miss. Yep. Um, I think it takes half damage, though, because that's a leveled spell. Let me 
No, that's not how that works. That's only on a saving. Please stand by. That was a little transition there. That was good. <laughs> we shot channel from Girl from Ipanema. Yeah, a little bit. Nothing happens, so I will use my bonus action and hit it with the spiritual weapon again. <sighs> That's a seven on the dice. Thirteen to hit? That'll miss. No. Makes sense. Okay, um, what is the configuration of us like right now? Is Where's Lauren in relation to the suits of armor and me and Sid? Lauren would be more or less in the very center of the semicircle that is formed by the suits of armor with the one closest to him in melee range. Two is a little bit top left, around 10 feet away. Three has been blown away. Four and five also have not moved, and you all are standing by six at the end of that semicircle. Okay. So if I were to move to get between Sid and Earth. Sorry, if I were to move to get between Lauren and the suit of armor, I would take an opportunity attack, right? I would say so, yes. Okay, then I will remain where I'm at, and I will re-roll for this round of Twilight Sphere. It is another three, so six again, and that's my turn. Next that moves is the second suit of armor, as it also closes in on Lauren's location and joins where the other one had recently moved and takes a swing at you, Lauren, for a natural 20 to hit. Okay. I'm focusing on this first one. My peripheral vision hasn't been good for a few years. For nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Smashes through the protection from the twilight zone, um, and then a little bit sun. Oof. And it makes another attack with the backhand as this strong metal gauntlet reaches at you for a 20 to hit. That will hit. And eight points of bludgeoning damage. I'm up! Woo! I'm up, everybody! Oh, thank God. Next that attacks is going to be the one contested by Sid and Eleonora, dividing those attacks, the first one to Sid. And it rolled a natural 20. Oof! For six points of bludgeoning damage. Sid's looking hale and hearty as it just takes away the shadow. And the next one towards Eleonora. For a 15 to hit. That will miss. I have my shield up and my hammer is on my back. Very well. Again, you hear that clock chime. And Lauren, it is your turn. My clock has been chiming for an awfully long time. Do I need to use an action to like look around to see if the clock is in the room with us? It would be downstairs. Downstairs. Well, I guess it's two turns, so if it's been happening the length of the chime, that would be 12 chimes. So we'll see if it continues into the next turn. Otherwise, it might just be a normal clock. I know. I, I can't decide if it's an effect or if it's cool scene setting right, to show right, the right. passage of time. Why not both? <laughs> How many seconds are in a round again? Six. Six. So if we've had two turns and the clock has been chiming, uh, yeah. Maybe. Okay. Gus destroyed one of them. Like, send its pieces flying across the ground. Did it reassemble at all? Yeah, I'm going to just quickly glance over at the one that I used the gust on. Number three. It does not seem to have reconstituted itself, no. Okay. And I'll spin my hands around and push them out in front of me like an airbender. 
and then from behind me, a, a, another gust appears. So I would like it to make a number one, the one that I've been fighting. Uh, I would like it to make a strength saving throw. It would fail. And similarly, as to the other suit of armor that you hit, it just disassembles. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. And I'll turn to number two and I'll ready the attack again. But that is my turn. Next in the order is Sid. Then Lauren looks at Sid and winks and action surges. (laughs) 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 I've been watching. (laughs) And weirdly, his hands are on fire. (laughs) What? Sid is going to uh, turn to the one that is attacking him in Eleonora, and he just starts the backswing of his sword, but open-handed, and you see the hand come up behind his head, and then there's just a flash of sparks and flame as the great sword, the broken great sword, appears in his hand as he activates his weapon bond and summons the sword up into his hand and then strikes out with a booming blade at the one in front of them. That'll be a natural 20. For a natural 20. Very well. It's only fair you got one done against you, now you get yours back. Oh, that's a good roll. That's a good roll. That is 19 points of slashing damage, and it is now sheathed in booming energy. Shouting about its retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Back in my day... Look at these clerics with their blue hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next in the order is Eleonora. I'm a little worried that didn't kill it when the gust is making them fall apart. How much damage does gust do? None. Okay. That's why I was checking. All right. It's a cantrip. Interesting. Um, Eleonora is going to try a cantrip. How many of them would you say are within five feet of me? I'm right next to Sid. Right next to Sid, you have four and five that have not moved, and you have six that is closest to you. So four and five would be together, about five feet from each other. Are they within five feet of me? They would be more like seven and a half feet away. Okay. Awesome. Hmm. Um, okay. Instead, I'm going to cast Toll the Dead. Um, it is a trip that I select one creature, the loud sound of a clanging bell fills the air, and that creature has to um, succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Alright, it gets a 15. I believe that will fail. Yes, that will fail. My spell save DC, which is a 16. And if it is missing any hit points, it takes 1d12 damage instead of 1d8. Is it missing any hit points? It is. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> I know we've been hitting it. Um, okay. Uh, so it takes 10 points of necrotic damage. The bell seems to just echo in this empty helmet of this animated armor. And as it kind of echoes within itself, the helm just starts to erode and crumble as the helm dissipates into dust it falls on its knees dead okay i will roll for oh no i still have a bonus action i will move the spiritual weapon to four or five okay, everyone's closer to me and that is 
An 18 to hit? That meets. Okay. Cool. Um, that'll be 1d8. Um, that is 3 plus 7 points of magical weapon damage. And then I will roll again for my Twilight Sphere. That is a nine, boys. Ooh, I'll take it. And did you say you swung at four or five? Let's do four. As you swing your spiritual weapon at four, the armor just collapses. Okay. Next in the order is the armor that has been attacking Lauren. Come at me. Show me what you got. My dukes are raised. A 10 to hit? I don't think that gets through my armor. No, No, my AC is 11. Oh my god. Flash of yellow. And it it just, it's rebuffed. Then a 13 to hit. That'll hit. As you get gauntleted for 6 points of bludgeoning damage. Come on. That is the shadow. That's the twilight zone. As the you had enough from last time, right? Because the nine, you don't have the nine yet. I had six from la- the end of last turn. Oh, okay, cool. I'm still, I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still standing. <laughs> There's another chime of the bell, and Lauren, your turn is next. Does it sound like that's the last chime, or is it still going? It's chiming away. I'm going to do another gust at the suit of armor that has been attacking me. It needs to make a strength saving throw. Why are you rolling d6s? That's concerning, Eric. <laughs> You're attacking the one that's been attacking you? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, no. An eight? It fails. Okay. And what happens when it fails? same thing that's happened to all the others it pushed up to five feet away and the suit of armor that's been targeting you gets pushed back five feet but it doesn't crumble it does not crumble it remains okay well it's out of attack range so i'm going to turn run to the door and try to pull it open yeah it'll open that's a free interaction i would use that as part of your movement okay that clock is still chiming can you handle these suits of armor a clock Yeah, the glockenspiel downstairs. He's pulling his glock out. Yeah, go figure it out. We've got this. Okay, I'm going to go check on that. I'll be right back. Don't drink more tea. No promises. And I start running down the stairs. Yeah. At the end of your movement, I'd say you'd get to probably the top step of the banister overlooking where the living room would be. And you just see Kethra there. Uh, casting some sort of magic on this clock. Kethra, what are you doing? I'm like hanging over the railing looking down at her. What are you doing? Animating the armor for the trial. Could you stop? <laughs> Would it be much of a trial, but I mean, can you think of creative ways to stop magic? Let me think. And, and I will end my turn. <laughs> I can think of a few creative ways. You know, it's the great concentration breaker. But I think <laughs> that's my turn. It's four individual yep. instances. Next in the order is Sid. You have seen Lauren just push back this armor that did not crumble as expected. And it is one of two remaining that are standing. There is 
five that has been uninteracted with this entire fight, and two that was pushed back for Lauren's escape. Sid's gonna kind of look at Eleanor for a sec, just be like, do you think he's just, like, getting out of more work? He's definitely drinking tea right now. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. And then I'll just turn and uh, booming blade number five. Okay, roll to hit. With a natural one. And you swing at this suit of armor. You lose a lot of the power and force behind it, uh, but you do still manage to strike it, and it falls into its separate pieces. With a natural one? Oh, no. Sid just, like, kind of stumbles a little bit as the sword goes through. Uh, that was a terrible swing. That was dog shit. That shouldn't have... the fuck is this one's problem? And he'll rush number two and action surge and booming blade it. Okay, roll to hit. Yeah, it's a 22 to hit. That'll hit. Roll for damage. Seven points of slashing damage. But it now has one of those uh, dings in its armor that's vibrating. The air is kind of vibrating there. And Eleonora, you see Sid rush this armor that did not crumple, even though it had a much stronger hit behind it. Something's going on, and Eleonora's going to do um, Toll the Dead on the one he just hit. Yep. So a wisdom save from you, please. A five? That will fail... And has it taken damage? It has. Okay. I will then roll a d12. That's a nine. Um, I don't think I add anything to it. So nine points of damage. Um, It's necrotic. And then I will follow up with the spiritual weapon. Um, That is a 22 to hit. That'll hit. For eight total points of force damage. So it has taken 17 total points of damage. And then I will reroll for my Twilight Sphere. It is uh, six points of temp Very well. Next is that armor that has been bludgeoned by these different types of elements. And having Sid in front of it, it's going to swing its gauntlet. I rolled a d6 instead of a d20. <laughs> you can keep doing that. That'll be 16. That'll be a miss. And 7. Also a miss. So it'll bat both of those away. Lauren, it is your turn. You see that this clock just finished one of its pendulum swings and lets out a resounding tick-tock. Don't stop. Kethra, please stop. (laughs) We're doing a great fight up there. It seems they are, at the very least. No, I took care of most of them, actually. Maybe about half. I kind of look up the stairs. But you need to stop that now because you're delaying us. No. I'm going to start walking down the stairs. Kethra, really, I don't want to have to do this. And I'm going to begin to pull some of this yellow energy into my hand. Just smiles at you. That means I join the fight if you do that. Are you sure you want that? I know I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to hit you. And I fire the magic missile at the grandfather clock. Okay, roll to hit. Magic missile just hits. That's right, it's an auto hit. Roll me that damage. At the second level, with four bolts of glowing darts of magic, uh, that will be 
11 points of force damage. Yeah, you hit it at various spots. The force magic piercing and splintering the wood, causing a cacophony of sounds as the chimes resound with this rattle. And you break the grandfather clock, and it seems upstairs that whatever force was binding together this suit of armor dissipates as it also crumbles to the ground. And you all are out of initiative. Oh, we did it! We're done! You can come down! (laughs) Not bad. I think that might have been Lauren. I don't know, you hit it a couple of times and then it fell apart. We did it! (laughs) We fought! You can come down now, trial's over! Eleonora will head down the stairs. Sid kicks one of the helmets and then follows. Ooh, Sid's gonna scope some of the the armor and the weapons. Any of it real good looking? Go ahead and roll me an investigation. Uh, six. None that would be better than anything you currently have. Sid will uh take like one of the pauldrons and replace one of the crappier ones that was part of his like jankier armor and like pop that on instead. Yeah. And then he'll follow downstairs. Seems to offer the same level of protection. It's all about style. Going for the hodgepodge look? Yeah, this one was a little loose, so I thought I'd replace it. Yeah. It's, uh, what'd you do? Whoa. What happened to the clock? Did you break her clock? I'm not paying for that. Oh, you're down. Stop drinking the tea. We just talked about this. It's good tea. Isn't it, Kethra? Kethra has already a tea set prepared for all of you after the fight. Yeah, um, not the most direct approach. I had a lot more fun things prepared for the trial. Did you all figure out how it worked? Well, some of them crumbled, like, immediately, and then other ones took a lot of damage. What was the secret? Well, if you'll, if you guess, I'll give you all an extra reward. Well, it didn't like the wind. Well, but sometimes it was fine. Maybe it was about which ones we hit, in which order. It looks like you're thinking. Was there a one in six chance and that any attack we did would end them and that the more that went down, the tougher it would be to get them down? You're thinking in in the right path, but that's not entirely it. Kind of like, what's that spell I've heard of before? Like mirror image, where you can use it to like protect yourself by making copies of yourself. That's closer to it. Yes, yes. How many were moving at a given time per round? Two. Doesn't mirror image make three copies? It does make three copies, but was it always the same one that seemed to be moving? So the ones that crumbled were the copies. Is that what you mean? That or... You were only able to give two of them life in any round. And if we attacked them when they were dead, then they would collapse immediately. That is correct, but they can hop between any of the standing ones. Which one were the sentient armor pieces? That's pretty smart. Yeah, you um, you broke the clock earlier than I thought you would, because the ones that weren't destroyed from combat would just be reanimated at the end of the fight, which I feel like would have dragged on a lot longer, but coming up with a creative solution is sometimes more powerful than just raw force. Good Thank call, you. Lauren. Oh, you're, you're welcome, Eleonora. I, I'm glad that I could help. <laughs> we are uh, trying to move forward, after all. Don't want to waste too much time. 
Very well. Sit we down. We say after sitting here for eight hours. So extra reward, huh? So we solved your armor puzzle. With a little help, but uh, sure. I can't be a bad host now, can I? Let me grab something from my husband's old armory, see if there's anything uh, that would be better served being used than laying around collecting dust. Cool. <laughs> Eloquent as ever, Sidian. Cool, cool, cool. You have the plate armor. So if somebody else is going to get more armor... Oh, yeah, I don't need more armor. It'd be... <laughs> Lauren, could you wear heavier armor? Huh? As I'm sipping my tea, <laughs> you just see my face is bruised. I've got, oh, like, a pauldron okay. like mark on my the side of my head. I, I have two hit points. <laughs> it's okay. Sid it's gives not you... a dagger this time. I spit out a tooth. Sid gives you a punch on the shoulder. He falls unconscious. I fall <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, it would. Sid gives you a tap on the shoulder. Yeah, not okay. bad. I can take a hit now and keep on standing. Not bad. I have one hit point left. <laughs> Thank you, Sid. I technically do four on a punch. Oh, no. So I didn't punch you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I, I chucked you on the shoulder. A few moments later, Cather returns. Well, I looked through most of everything that I had, and none of it seemed very interesting, but I couldn't get this one open. And it's a fairly medium-sized box that they are holding. Um, I don't know what's in it, so I'm sure I won't miss whatever's in there. And she kind of just lays out this small chest. It's like a red chest, has a medium-sized keyhole in the center, mm. and it feels kind of felt to the touch where that red is. And the trim of it has a kind of copperish, polished metallic sheen to it. No key, huh? None that I know where to find. But I'm sure there's other ways of getting these things open. And they wink at you, Sid. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, all right, hold on. And Sid's going to crouch down, like set this on a table and crouch down, like peek in the keyhole, like rub his finger along the side of it. Uh, uh, would you mind, like, uh, give me a little light here? See if you can uh, get anything to... Give me a better angle. He's like kind of talking to Eleanor and Lauren loosely. I can do more wind. <laughs> I was trying to not meta speak too much. If you got a bless or a help action, you can throw my oh, way. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eleanor will cast guidance on you. And I will That's put a I hand have. on your shoulder and say, you've got this as the help action. <laughs> All right. And I will attempt to pick the lock with my thieves' tools that I am proficient in. Ooh. Um, which is, so I add my proficiency. Would that be dex? Would that be intelligence? What would you like me to add to that? Dex plus proficiency, yes. Dex plus proficiency, okay. 22. Yeah, what do you use to open this thing? Uh, Sid actually uh, kind of tucked into like the a breast pocket underneath his um, uh, plate armor. He pulls out this little uh, like leather folio almost. It's like a small book. And then he uh, opens it up. And inside of this book, you can see like all the pages are glued together. And then they got cut out in the center. And he's got a bunch of little tools uh, in there. And he uh, pulls out like a wire filament. And he pulls out uh, like sort of something that almost has like a paddle on the end of it, a little hook. And he like, 
starts just working his way into the uh into the lock there. Yeah, it pops open and there are a few things in this that are all fairly compact and packed together. Uh the most noticeable thing that you all are able to discern from this is a chunk of just copper pieces, some silver pieces, and some gold pieces. Wow, silver. That's worth more than gold. Wow. Okay. You sure you want us taking the gold? And Catherine just shrugs. Eh, I said I'd give it to you, and deal's a deal. Uh, right. There's about... Respect that. There's a negligible amount of copper pieces. There's about 60 gold pieces and around 100 silver pieces in there. I'll take these two copper... That's a lot of silver. Do you think we should give it to Professor Splint? He was looking for silver. Maybe next time we pass through. I'm not in a rush to get over there. There's also some objects that seem to have more of an artisanal quality to it. There's a pair of ingrained bone dice made of a very hardy bone, a gold ewer, and a copper chalice with silver figurines embroidered in it, and a handkerchief of excellent make that has a signature at the bottom of it. Uh, what's the signature say? Yeah, it says a name. Aname. And <laughs> you can roll history to try to see if uh, that name has any significance. I will do that. Yes, Ooh. it'll just look at it and hand it over his shoulder to Warren. I don't, I don't know this name. Can I look at it? That's a 10. Certainly. I'm not very smart, but and I'll peek I'm too try while I'm at it. it. <laughs> a two. Sid goes, oh, hold on, let me look again. And uh, rolls a 17. Sid, after actually looking at this name, you do recognize it from some of your work with the more underground. Uh, you would have been dealing with different types of silks, and you'd run across this signature before when you asked someone about it. And they'd mentioned that they were uh, a famous craftsman guild within Salus, and that they just made high-quality linens and would export them frequently. And the name on the embroidery is Sarah. Hmm, sounds white. Windstorm. <laughs> Sarah Windstorm. Oh, that's pretty. There are also a few more exotic items uh, that you all don't recognize immediately. If you would like to try to discern them, if you have an identify spell or uh, arcana roll. I'll do an arcana roll to see if I need an identify spell. I have detect magic. Ooh. Nice. I'll also roll arcana as well. But Ooh. detect magic probably wouldn't hurt either. That's six plus five, 11. I'll wait and see what you guys do. That's nine plus two, 11. Oh. Okay. You both recognize... An elixir of healthy here, a potion of strength. There's a spell scroll of some sort, but you cannot make out what entirely it is just yet. And there's also a little satchel, which seems to be where a lot of the coins had spilled out of. Do you mind if I look at that spell scroll, everyone? Oh, knock yourself out. I'm going to take a look in this little bag. You're the wizard. Harry. <laughs> I am a wizard. And I have hair. I'm going to take the spell scroll and my tea, and I'm going to go sit down, and I'm going to look at the scroll. See, normally, 
you would be able to easily identify a spell of a similar level to you, uh, but it does seem to be one of a higher level. Uh, so please give me another Arcana check. It's a two. Plus five. Seven. Kethra, do you mind? Could you maybe help me out here? They take a quick glance at it, and then, yeah, it's a commune with nature. Great, thanks. <laughs> uh, That's funny. Oh, God, she's too strong. You sure you don't want to deal with this bargass lady? Yeah, I'll take a look in the little satchel then. Yeah, are you kind of digging around in there? Carefully. I'd like to open it and look inside before I just jam a hand in there. Your hand fits deeper into the satchel than you would think for its small dimensions. Do we have a bag of holding? So he goes, oh, 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 and he's like up to his elbow in it, oh, and just keeps going up to his shoulder. It's not that big. It's Howard's handy haversack. A haversack. <laughs> uh-huh. We've got a haversack. All right. This will be good for keeping our stuff in. Is there anything that you want to throw into there now? Uh, I'll throw in the gold ewer, the copper chalice, the handkerchief. Yeah. It's like I'll toss those in. Uh, Reaching in with my arm and feeling around in there. Uh, about how big does it seem like it is? The dimensions are about eight cubic feet. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's sizable. Nice. All right. Kethra, thank you for the grab bag. Appreciate it. I wonder why my husband stored that stuff away. Uh, did he have better versions of all this, maybe? Sentimental value? Early startup stuff? I don't know. Um, Kethra, not to be rude, but I do believe we fulfilled the conditions of the bounty. I think we might need your signature for the guild. Oh, right, right. The official stuff. Certainly. Um, they sign their name. Everyone, please enjoy your tea. Now, for the real reason you all are here. Bums, this beachside sleigh won't pull itself. Psst. Hey, I found what you were looking for. Ah, oh, thanks, Hermie. It really means a lot. You're already recording? I appreciate it. Of course you do. Hey, how'd you get this stuff anyway? This snowball? Got it off a of blue yeti. I... Uh, all right, thanks, man. You owe me. Hey, folks. It's Victor here, still stuck raking the dunes at summertime Santa's indoor workshop. I think he forgot about me. He's been spending most of the day gifting hard labor to people who wear socks with their sandals, so I guess he's not all that bad. Anyways, I wanted to thank you all for listening to our show, and make sure that you all knew to like, subscribe, and leave your reviews on your favorite podcast platform. I think that's how we'll get Santa to send me home. You can also reach us online at trimetainc.com. That's ink with the C. Max has been working on some cool updates to the website, including a gallery of art from our campaigns. What else? Oh, right. If there's anyone out there actively looking for me, I think we're underground somewhere near... Ho, ho, ho. 
Oh no, no, no. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Stay safe. Use sunscreen. Goodbye. As you all are sitting around this dining room, uh, Kathra just does a couple of mending spells to get the grandfather clock back to its original shape. Let's you finish your tea. That's pretty clever. Yeah, well, you were clever in finding the solution. Thank you. So this bar gas. Sparks are flying between Kathra and Warren. That's all I'm saying. They are around the same age at this point. <laughs> Andy was sitting in her husband's chair? That felt very aggressive. <sighs> Love interest unlocked. Level 18 twist. <laughs> what happened to Kethra's partner? He went and became a history professor. <gasps> you left. Oh. Huh? You left me, Lauren? <laughs> Shh, not in front of the kids. What? That's, that's the level 18 <laughs> twist. You're twice their age. Shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm the oldest one here. So for the Spargast, uh moves around quite a bit. The higher level adventures uh, will eventually cast wind of it, but it doesn't seem to be on anyone's radar quite yet. I do happen to know where it is, but I'm worried that even a single day before we take action is just another day for it to keep running. Cather, do you know if it gets stronger... Like with every victim, is it growing more powerful? I would believe it does if it's consuming the very life essence of the creatures that it consumes. I don't know for what purpose it would be in the prime material other than to gather power and how it works in the other planes, maybe as a hierarchy thing or if they become stronger themselves through all this. And where do you think it is now? It should be in the forest to the northeast of the city, about two days out, I'd say. Maybe a day with a good head start. That's not far from the goblin encampment we were at. It's not far from where we were attacked by a werewolf. Yeah, what what forms does this thing take again? Goblinoid and lupine forms. Could we have been could we have been with it? Do you think? I don't know if we were with it. We did kill the werewolf that we fought. We took its uh, blood and sold it for profit. And, well, I suppose we didn't kill all the goblins and hobgoblins and hob-hob-goblins, but... That one hit me hard. And there was a big pack of wolves. There was a larger pack. What if it was in the cave? It's entirely possible that we've been walking the line of destiny this entire path but that's terrifying i mean it eats people's souls right we didn't get eaten but we can assume it was in the cave at some point because samson couldn't get resurrected and that other soul binder they were weird about that too do you think they couldn't bring him back either the one from the tomb yeah but we found that in the crypt who knows how long this thing's been rolling around for I'm sorry, it seems like I'm missing quite the context. Who's this Samson fellow? Sorry, um, it's a long story, but basically there was this guy that we tried to save and we found his soul binder and they said they couldn't resurrect him, but they resurrected his girlfriend and she said, no, he'd never, you know, not come back. And um, it does kind of seem not 
in keeping with his character and the guild has been weird. Sam, who put the request to find Samson out if this girlfriend of his was gone? Oh, his little brother, Jeremiah, he got left. Yeah, Koros family. I don't know if you're familiar. Koros, Jeremiah, are they here in the city? Uh-huh, in the north part, right? Well, that's where we are now. I, th- I think they're more central. Oh, fascinating. Um, How did this person survive on their own? Were they just like a teenager, rebellious, looking for an older brother? Um, They weren't surviving very well, I'm afraid. He was fine. He's a little boy by himself. He wasn't fine. He had a roof over his head. And then a gold piece. Yes, thank you for your charity. <clears throat> well, um... That is aside the point. Uh, but you said that this uh, this this girlfriend of his was able to come back, right? Delilah, yes. We saw her return. Okay. And the boy and Delilah are together now? Yes. Is that important? No, sorry. I'm just trying to, to get into the, the context of all the experience you've had around this creature. Can I roll insight? Yes. Thank you. That's a good roll. And I'm proficient. 22. Nice. You can definitely tell that Kethra is uncharacteristically very interested in learning this piece of information outside of just for the sake of chasing after the Bargast. Okay. Um, Eleonora's demeanor becomes very icy. Kethra, if there's a reason you're asking about this, we'd appreciate knowing it, okay? I don't want any more smoke and mirrors. Just level with us. You're asking us to risk our souls. Why are you asking about them? They will continue with what you know is a lie, but not answer your question. Just um, just curious to know more about the Bargast and how it seemed to have been targeting uh, this one person. And you said this Bargast consumed the Samson? It's a little bit of an assumption, but based on everything going on, probably. Eleonora crosses her arms and stops talking to Kethra. That said, I assume you had a a plan other than we exhaust ourselves in this trial of yours and then immediately run off to the woods. Or is that your intent? Because I am still quite bruised from the fight. I would at the very least say that we make our way a few hours down the road to beat a little bit of that time that we would lose. Oh, would you be coming with us, Kathra? Yeah, certainly. I could join. Why is that? I thought you wanted us to take care of it. I want nothing more than to see this creature die in front of me. I did kill my husband, after all. I'll I'll do an insight check. That's a natural 20. Whew. Oh, Lauren. Good job, Lauren. What aspect of her story is it that you are trying to discern? She wants to see the creature dead in front of her. That is very much a fact. Okay. Uh, With that natural 20, though, I will say that the sense of urgency about needing to get to this creature as quickly as possible is perhaps a little exaggerated. If you say that us going to the woods to to face this creature is so urgent because it'll be gone by the time we get... How did you find out the creature was out there in the first place? How much time has passed? It's been quite a while since I've managed to see uh, this creature and since my husband met his demise, but talking amongst uh, a few of the people within the city, I 
learn about the goblin and, and lupine activities around and have been just tracking any unusual uh, movements, perhaps a group of goblins way too powerful for any explanation, and just try to ascertain a general area. If we're assuming it has been with the goblins and, and with the werewolves, then, well, that's that's been over several days at least, waiting a night to rest and leaving in the morning shouldn't send the bargast out into hiding, especially if it doesn't know that we're coming. They take a deep sigh. <sighs> you're right, you're right. I just, I got excited that I finally have a, a party of people to go take care of this thing with and wanted to leap into action as soon as possible, but some rest might do everyone some good. When were you thinking to head out? Now, if we could, but if you all... Uh... Kethra, look at our wizard. <laughs> <laughs> it's good tea, but my throat is a little swollen. No, not... <laughs> <laughs> you have two hit points. I'm almost out of tea, actually. <laughs> I'll at least need eight hours to get some more. Two you all want HP. to rest. I have two, two hit points. Two hot petals. Two hot pebbles. I think we'll find our own accommodations, Kathra. And Eleanor is giving really big eyes to you, Lauren, and to Sid. Sid just kind of nods a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to make you too nervous about me being around your valuables and whatnot. So. Well, very well. Um, You all invited yourselves for a lovely tea in the morning, if you would like to do that whenever. But I just remember time is of the essence. You're right, maybe a day won't make the difference. But uh, I hope to speak with all of you again soon. I will, I will see you all again soon, right? Oh, we'll be back in the morning. We'll be back in the oh, morning. Oh, morning. Delightful. Even better. Get packed. Sid will stand up and turn to go. Very well. See you later, Kathra. I'm going to leave this tea right here. And I'll sit it down on a table and walk after Sid. Kathra, I advise more transparency in the morning. And Eleanor will follow them out. Okay. They open the door for you and you all are outside. And which direction do you all start walking towards? How far are we from? Well, it's the middle of the night, right? Okay. Is there an inn? Uh, I wouldn't say middle. It's about... A little past midnight. We walked past the central uh, area for the, where the God of the North is kept. I'm sure there'd be inns over there. Surely we could find Yield Northern Inn. <laughs> Yanni. The Yanni. closest uh, known landmark would be the Guildhouse with Delilah. Uh, but it's only a handful of minutes to get back to uh, the central where a lot of the adventuring guild inns are. Uh, well, if we're close to the guild house, we could crash there for the night. Eh, I don't want to deal with that conversation right now. We could always pass through there in the morning, too. That's true. I do want to ask them if they know Kethra. You guys, she was lying to us about why she was asking about Samson and Delilah. I mean, did you hear all her questions about Jeremiah? Like, who? Mm. Why does she care so much? Uh, I almost think we... uh. Do a little test with Catherine tomorrow. What do you mean? We got some vials of holy water. <gasps> you think she's, like, possessed? I mean, I don't know exactly what these things can do. What if it's made its way into the city and is uh, 
a little displeased didn't finish the family line or whatever. I don't know. Oof. I mean. I'm sorry. Catching up. You okay? I'm fine. I think I bumped into something. <laughs> um, I, I, I wonder if that would be a good use of the holy water. I, I didn't de- detect magic. Did I do that on her? I don't think. Okay. Maybe I do detect magic on her first to see if there is a spell being cast upon her. And, and then we chuck a vial at her head. I think I have, like, detect good and evil, maybe. Oh. Is that a thing that I can do this early? <laughs> Hold on. I it, had written it down If at it some is, point. that'd probably be great. Uh, I don't know. I don't trust her at all. I mean... She's been lying since we got there about many things. And also, I think she has some twisted idea that she can bring her husband back. And if she has to sacrifice one of us to do that, she'll do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say you're right. And I, mean, I am not permadying for Cathra, okay? And you guys aren't either. No, of course not. Yeah, definitely not. We're going to save the world, Eleonora. Let's head back to one of the old adventures. Yoni. Yeah, let's go to Yoni. <laughs> you all arrive at Yoni, and sure enough, there are a few stragglers there just finishing up an ale, uh, sharing stories, a silent group of people just playing cards. And you see the barkeep, who is uh, falling asleep at their post. But as soon as you all start to walk towards them, uh, they seem to rustle from their sleep. Uh, Yeah? Sorry to wake you. We're with the guild. And I'm going to pull up my soul binder. Uh, Accommodations, please, and thank you. Okay. Um, Yeah, we should have... Yes, we have enough rooms. Okay, good. Great. And... Also, um, do you happen to have any white wine? Um, I'll share a look with Eleanor. <laughs> Eleanor looks at <laughs> Lauren out of the corner of her eye. Sid's nose wrinkles a little bit. Maybe, maybe in a few days we'll get a shipment. Um, yeah. Okay, that's okay. This is Eleanor's ark. <laughs> you uh, trying to get some wine or something? Yeah, I would. I heard about it once. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've heard about wine or white wine? Like a white, like a nice white wine. We don't really, I mean, sometimes it's like ceremonial and you get a little sip. A little sippy sip? Have you had, <laughs> have you had wine before? Have you had alcohol before, Eleonora? Eleonora looks flustered. Well, no. No. You see Sid's fangs start to glisten in the in the light as his smile starts to spread across his face. Probably shouldn't have let him hear that. <laughs> I want nice alcohol, though. I don't want... The ale looks bad. Yeah, oh. yeah that's fair. Not your ale specifically. No, that's, I'm that, sorry. That's fair. I mean, this is sanctioned by the Adventures Guild. It's <sighs> not going to find the cream of the crop here. Yeah. Lauren, it is not closing time yet. We could hit a tavern. The nice thing about alcohol, Eleonora, is that the more you drink it, the nicer it gets. I mean, it's really? it's kind of, you're kind of cheating yourself. I mean, we could go find a tavern, but you're kind of cheating yourself if you're starting with a white wine. Uh, I've heard it's like really sweet and nice. It is, <laughs> it is really quite sweet and nice. I ignore Sid. I think your choice is fine. You could pair it with a nice dessert, a pastry. Okay. There are all sorts of pairings for alcohol. I studied it briefly you, in college. You think I should start 
with the bad alcohol and then work my way up to the nice alcohol. That way you know the comparison. Because you might start with the white wine and not appreciate no, it fully. I shouldn't. The Sid's going to turn to the uh, innkeeper. We will take three ales with our meals, please. Okay, I'll add it to your tab. And can I just see all of your soul binders real quick? Yeah. Okay, so this symbol here. That's quite a creative design i don't know if i've seen one so loud before <laughs> i made it myself and takes a look at lauren's soul binder here you go which is the first time both of them have seen it no they've all seen it okay they've all seen it he dropped I, it in i dropped it the first day that's right and eleonora's all right so um i'll just have the guild deduct that from your next tax cycle and here you are. Enjoy. Sid is going to uh, bring the two mugs over. He'll let Lauren carry his own. Like, can just like drop down into the table and just slide it over in front of Eleonora. These are really big tankards. Well, yeah. You think you're going to get fucked up on less? Like, people get drunk, right? Off of. Right? I'm not. Can, I know people get drunk. You take but... your time, Eleonora. We're, we're here to talk you through the experience. Ugh. Sid's like a quarter through it already. Eleonora takes a sip of ale for the first time in her life and tries to not react because she's embarrassed. She's trying not to grimace. I will roll if I need to for performance. How but... is it? Um, mm, it kind of tastes like water, but dirtier that's exactly right and i push myself up from the table and i go uh, to ask for some salty snacks yeah a few minutes later justice oh, you don't know the name of the person yet <laughs> where's day the barkeep brings over the items that you'd requested here you are it seems like you all are celebrating a big win something along those lines yeah just completed another job Okay, congratulations. That's uh that's seen you in here a couple of nights in a row. Uh thank you for choosing your patronage. Wait, and hold on. All these inns have basically the same name. Are we in the one in the north or did we go back to like near the Adventurers Guild? I think that's the only place there are inns is near the Adventurers mm. Guild. Oh, okay, we're back at the so same we're not place. At Yoni. We are at the place where we where you told us Yoni? about your dreams. You old adventures in and tavern express Yonite. <laughs> Yeah, you're back at the inn that you typically go to, since it seemed to have been one of the only ones that had an open room the first night that you were looking for one. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, well, fantastic. Well, we've been here for several nights, so we should probably ask your name. Me? Uh, I work the night shifts. Uh, Justice. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's like a reflex, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, but yes, we, we've been uh, recently well, paired together as a team, the three of us, and I think it's been going quite well. We've, we've had several successes. We're currently celebrating our third. Third? Oh, congratulations. Isn't that like the, the kind of the one you decide what you're going to do with the rest of your time at the guild? Something like that. <sighs> Eleonora keeps taking bigger and bigger swigs of the ale. She's very nervous. Here, have some pretzels, Eleonora. I push them your way. Yeah, you haven't eaten in a while since the ham, so eat a little bit with that. We do have a lot of walking to do tomorrow. Why do we? What do you mean? Does about being the food drunk or about last the that long? No. Okay. Have you been poisoned before? 
I mean, yeah, it's part of my martial training. Okay. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that in the it's morning. Is it going to be poisoned? Unless you eat at the same time, and then you'll be fine. Drink some water afterwards. It's cool. This seems like a racket. No, it's fun. Yeah, it's, That's a it's good time. Pretty, pretty, yeah. There are social reasons to do okay, it. Okay, well, I guess I'm done with this one. I'll have another one. I should probably get started with mine. Yeah, I'll take another. <laughs> okay, uh, two more, <laughs> and it's going to be a livelier night than I thought. And all of you, go ahead and just give me a group performance roll. You mean the thing our troop is lacking? <laughs> that is a natural 20. And that is a 19. 19. Yay! <laughs> I have a minus one in performance, which makes my natural Triple 20. 19! Technically a 19. Amazing. But oh, right. But it was a natural 20. So for the next several handful of minutes, as you are talking amongst yourselves, ordering drinks, grabbing food, the nearby tables, uh, some of them which seemed a little lower energy as before you all arrived, maybe doing a last hand before everyone went up to their rooms to prepare for another night of adventuring. They seem emboldened by you all ordering another drink, and they also order one for the table. And table after table, it seems everyone has a little bit more energy. Things are getting a little bit more raucous, if you will. The noise starts to spill out to the town outside, which draws the attention of a few other adventurers, wrapping up a late-night adventure that, surely enough, joins and matches the energy in the room. Uh, about 30, 45 minutes later, before you know it, uh, Bard has also worked their way into the tavern and started playing money to busk for anything, and it's pretty lively in here. Uh, it seems like everyone is speaking, talking of their exploits. People are starting to stand on the table, and Justice shoes them down uh, before they damage any of the wood. Yes, I'm happy to tell you about my dissertation. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, I'm glad you're asking. Well, <laughs> you all are having... It's a crossover. You know, I think Lauren has been talking about his dissertation to that guy for like... 30 minutes. Hey, it's not us, though, right? <laughs> and Sid, like, <laughs> slams his mug into Eleanor's. Eleanor returns the cheer. Uh, I just think a theory is flat. I don't want to hear about... Shut up! <laughs> don't make me fucking come over there. This is kind of fun. Yeah, this is great. Are you kidding me? This place rules. <laughs> and Sid just, like, takes another huge chug. Oh, man. God, this ale tastes like piss. It's terrible. Another! <laughs> okay, yeah, me too. And go ahead and all of you just roll me constitution saving throws <laughs> there to see how you will feel in the morning. But when you decide to go to bed, it's up to you all. A 20. 13. An 8. Okay. Grace and glory, Eleanor. I know how to drink like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you drank us under the table. Yeah, yep. Eleonora is a secret. You know, all that training with that poison resistance. Sleeper uh, hit. Really like, this is exactly like that. I grew uh, pretty used to it. <laughs> uh, but do you all want to have any other conversations while the party is going on or just kind of ride out the vibe and go to bed for the next day? I think Eleonora at one point is going to lean over to Sid and she's kind of kind of intoxicated at this point. Um. Hey, Sid. Sid. Yeah, what? Do you remember the cave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you remember what you said when I tried to quit at the cave where you said that I um thought I was too good? Like, I, I thought I deserved more stuff, like more 
than I had. Yeah. Yeah. How how'd you know that? How did uh how did I uh I mean sometimes you could just Sid just kinda like puffs up his chest a little bit. Uh sometimes you can just kinda tell, you know? Sometimes you get good at re- reading people. Or yeah. <clears throat> Eleonora looks like kind of sad for a second and she says in a much quieter voice. Do you do you think other people can tell? Sid is pauses for like a fraction of a second and his face looks a little serious and then it's quickly gone and his eyes are like kind of open wide. Now nah, I'm just pretty good at this kind of stuff. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. And he takes another big swig. <laughs> Eleonora laughs and it's the first time you've heard her like full, like laugh out loud laugh. And uh, Sid will uh, put his mug down for a second. He goes, you know, when that hobgoblin took my side out, yeah, hard to forget. A little bit of shadow caught it. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying I would have been done for otherwise. So if you're going to watch my back, it doesn't suck. Thanks, Sid. Oh, we should get Lauren. <laughs> That's how I came to explain that the, the fully established theory about the origins of the city were, were totally unfounded. A soothsayer. <laughs> huh? Yes? He doesn't give a shit. No, 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 it's not true. Uh, a bunch of my friends and I made a drinking game around certain words that he says. Oh! Yeah, oh. anytime he says origins or, or, or source or... Oh, you guys are going to die. Are you upright still? It's tiny little baby sips. We were downing our <laughs> ale every time, and then we had to kind of switch it out. I was going to say, you're a fucking tank, dude. No, it's, uh, we would be dead. That's probably the most perilous choice we would have made if we decided to go that route. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> what, where, did the, where did the other guy go? I thought I was talking to a... Oh, hold on. Sorry. No, here. And Sid just drags a body out from under the table. <laughs> was this him? No. Yeah, he didn't want to switch to the sipping rule. And, oh, no. Um, I thought there cautionary was... tale, right? Oh, my gosh. Eleanor <laughs> drunkenly guessed. Heal wounds on him. <laughs> Before bed. <laughs> or healing word, sorry. Healing word. Oh, this is uh this is more of a poison thing, so maybe if you have something to cure poison, I but don't... no, I never mind. Yeah. He'll sleep it off. Yeah, he, he's he's done worse. He's done worse. Well, I confusing, but um I'll stand up and walk over to the two of them and I'm kind of shaking back and forth and I'll put my hands <laughs> on the table. I want the two of you to know that I care about you very much. You you've had such a a monumental impact on my life and I I, I couldn't have done it without the two of you being here and knowing you and seeing you in person is incredible. I want the two of you to know that. Eleonora starts bawling. And gives Lauren a big hug. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sid finishes his drink, and he slings his shield onto his back. who had been sitting on the seat next to him. And he kind of readies himself. He looks up towards the stairs, shoves his mug to the side. I won't let the two of you die out there. And then he turns and just walks straight upstairs. We won't let you die either. Thank Don't make you, it weird. Thank you, Sidian. It's already kind of weird. Shut, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to walk away. Are we going to let him walk away, Eleonora? He's, He's trying to be cool. <laughs> He's probably reached his emotional capacity for the night. We should let him go. I'll just turn and call after. Sidian? What? Thank you. I said don't make it weird. Yeah, thanks. 
<laughs> and he vanishes upstairs. I think that was pretty good. I agree. That was nice. <laughs> um, but we we should probably call it tonight. Right. We have an early morning. Elnor's still like wiping tears away. Um, Are we going to feel poisoned in the morning? Drink lots of water before you sleep. Okay. I have a feeling you're going to do the best out of all of us. <laughs> well, you know, I drink like a lady. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Lauren will go and, and gather his bags from where they've been sat down and join the others upstairs. And you all sleep with a little bit of extra help extra deeply that night. Then finish your full rest. Eleonora, you wake up first in the morning. You are feeling fine. If anything... Better than you usually feel when you wake up. Oh no, we've created an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a fun night and no consequences. (laughs) (laughs) Sid, you are the next to wake up. Uh, Nothing too bad, you know, just had some fun. You were like, maybe thinking to yourself if you embarrass yourself at all or if everything you said was fine. Uh, But, you know, you shrug it off and you go down to meet Eleonora. Yeah, Sid's feeling pretty normal, but he's going to go get some uh, fairly greasy breakfast. And as he's walking downstairs, oh man, up already. Feeling that bad, huh? No, actually, I feel great. I slept a full four hours, and then I edited my letter to Professor Splint. I took out um like six sorries, but I think it's getting there. Uh, I feel great, actually. I don't know why people don't drink all the time. You may want to chalk that up to beginner's luck. Like, no shame. No shame. Keep doing that a lot. Uh, have you heard of cirrhosis before? No. Uh, but good work on the saris. That's good. Take the rest of them out. And there's, then, there's. And you're probably. Like 20 more. Ooh. Yeah. Do what you want. He doesn't deserve it, though. What do you mean? He's, like, in charge of us. And doesn't give a fuck. I don't think that's true. He was just trying to. Like, make me realize that I wasn't doing the crux thing right. And that's good. I have to be open to that kind of feedback. And you know what? I wasn't, I'm not really doing the crux thing right. Like, my family would be so ashamed if they saw me last night. <sighs> and Eleanor is just going to keep, she will scribble out a few more sorries. I mean, you're just living your life. I don't know why they'd be ashamed of that. They're your family. They should be happy for you, right? Um, the. The clerics, it's more about, like, how little you need and how much you can give to other people. It's not really a family like, um, like other people have family. What other people? (laughs) The people that we provided sanctuary to. Um, that was my favorite part of training. We got to talk to them about, like, their stories and, and stuff, and they had families and people that, like, cared about them. And that seemed nice. Yeah, it does. And as you all kind of finish your breakfast, you keep glancing, expecting uh, Lauren to come down the stairs anytime soon, (laughs) but you have a brief conversation, do some small talk, finish your meal, and they're about 45 minutes late to get out of bed that morning. Oh my gosh, do you think Lauren's okay? It's been a long time. Uh, I mean, dude's pretty thin, so he was kind of going at it. And uh, it's going to mess him up pretty good. This is what I expected to happen to you, to be completely honest. Oh, because I'm thin or because I haven't had anything to drink before? You're smaller in stature. Mm. And 
you've not had anything to drink before. It's kind of a really bad combo. But I have poison training. I don't know if Lauren does. Should we check on him? Look, you've had a decent experience so far. Let's not ruin it for you too much. I'll go deal with him and sit all head upstairs. Yeah. And outside of needing to sleep in a little bit longer, Lauren, you wake up fine just a little bit later than your uh, long rest. Okay, I will blink the crust from my eyes and hold my weary head as I roll my portents for the day. He's got one arm dangling off the bed. 17. Nice. And 18. Okay. Ooh. Basically two guaranteed hits. Good ones. Yeah. It's going to be a good day. You just hear dunk, dunk, dunk on the door. Oh, gosh. I pull the door open. I am bedraggled. Whoa. Been a while as a Jedi Knight like this, huh? It has been probably a decade. (laughs) (laughs) Good times, though. I I am grateful for the opportunity. Not too bad. Not too bad. All right. Come on. Okay. Get some food. Got to hit the road. Uh, I'm down to clown. Walk, shake my head and walk down the stairs. Should just like tilt his head and raise an eyebrow. Okay. (laughs) And you know, about this time that you uh, go down, uh, there's a new bartender who is attending. Seems that Justice works the night shift, and you all would like to go where? Are you gonna sit down and eat, or probably do a grab a uh, bagel bite to go? I'll just grab a bagel to go. A croissant. A croissant. Uh, I will ask the new barkeep what their name is. Is it Smith? It's for Gotham. That's <laughs> 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 so much. It's for Gotham. <laughs> Justin. Justin. I, that's not confusing Justin. at all. It's just Justice without his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a bagel and f- join the others. Lauren, are you okay? I'll be fine. Eleonora, how are you feeling? Great, actually. Of course you are. I am not surprised. Because of my poison training. (laughs) Yes, the poison training. Yes. And you all are headed to? I vote we go to the guild house first because I want to know if they've like heard of Kethra. Because I'm getting real sketch vibes from Kethra right now. Totally works for me. Do quick rounds, guild house, uh, yeah, the guild, oh, not Splint, the guild house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting all the names mixed up. I don't want I agree. I don't want to take the bonus stuff to Splint yet. Yeah, sounds good. And you all take a few of those same retraced trails back to the house of Samson, Delilah, and Jeremiah? Yep. Knock, knock, knock. It's silent for a few moments, uh, but then you hear some stirring as the young man of the house opens up hey guys hi jeremiah did you check to see who was at the door buddy um i'm super smart i know who you were from your knocks wrong answer (laughs) here's a bagel and i'll pass him the bagel as we walk inside oh okay yeah delilah's usually up by now to to make breakfast it's been really nice having her here Uh, i don't know why my brother didn't invite her to live here before he went missing um but it's been nice yeah um jeremiah have you ever met someone named kethra before what does she look like um 
I think Lauren spent the most time looking at her. Maybe he can describe her. She's incredible. She's... And I described Kethra to him. Um, no. Maybe when my brother and I would walk around, do some, like, what would he... Com- commun- community? The... The word, the word community, Jeremiah? Community, yeah. Like when we would do uh, community events. Serve, okay. Yeah. Um, maybe I might have run into her. She does sound like someone that would stick out. Um, I did see her with that description maybe a few times. With yeah. her horns and her, yeah. her red skin and her wings. Yeah. What did I imagine? The wings. How much tea have you had? Oh. I'll have more. Um, why? Is she a friend of yours? No, Jeremiah. I. This is a person that I want you to watch out for, okay? If you see her skulking around... Invite her in and be friendly. No. Oh. Don't trust her. She looks like me. But I trust you. Bad call. Sid. You can trust Sid. You can't trust Kethra, okay? We took a job, and unfortunately, I think... Um, we have some more information about your brother to share with you and Delilah, so do you know when she's going to be up? Um, I can wake her. Okay. Then hey, stop telling the kid he can't trust you. He can't. Are you going to hurt him? No. Okay, then he can trust you. As Jeremiah shovels away to go wake up Delilah, you all look around and it seems that some furniture has been moved around to make the place look a little bit more inviting before it kind of looked to just really focus on function, uh, but you can see some care has been taken to add a little bit of color to some of the uh, tables and chairs in the area. Uh, Everything looks a lot more polished, and you notice at the wall there is a sketching of Samson and the soul binder inside of a framed uh, picture. They're really decorating the place. They're, They're cleaning it up. That's nice. And within... Uh, kind of those few moments, you hear two pairs of footsteps uh, descending from upstairs. Hi, sorry. Um, I've just been very t- tired lately. Maybe it's all the, the work around the house I've been trying to do, keep it nice and tidy. Hi. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question we just asked Jeremiah. Do you know someone named Kethra? What does Kethra look like? I describe <laughs> Kethra. <laughs> Down to the most minute detail. Yeah. Is she um, thick, though? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> oh, my God. Hashtag canceled. <laughs> yes, Lexi me. said it. It's okay. Lexi said it. <laughs> Here's the five bucks to say things that we can't. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. Check that one off your list, Lex. We workshop them. <laughs> That's really fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have you on my next segment of podcasting with boys. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit, I didn't pause the recording when I said that. <laughs> Patreon exclusive. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm afraid I wouldn't recognize them. Uh, Jeremiah? And they repeat, maybe seeing them around during community events. No, I, I really didn't join Samson on many of those. Um, um, why is this person important? Well, um, Eleanor is going to look at Sid and Lauren in like a, should I tell her the truth? Look. I'll shrug. Say drugs. Okay. <laughs> um, actually, we took a job from her with the Adventuring Guild, and she told us about a creature called the Bargast. 
Have you heard of this creature before, Delilah? Bargast. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't really pay attention in those seminars about creatures of the realm. Okay. Seminar. But that's not like Do something you pay that attention? <laughs> That's not something that you and Samson ever like took a job for. It doesn't sound familiar, right? And none that we would have run across. What's this creature's deal? Okay. Um I'm about to tell you something really difficult, and it's unconfirmed, but I think you need to hear it. So, Kethra has been telling us that this creature um, has been hanging out in the woods where we found Samson, okay, um, and it destroys people's souls. Their expression just turns solid. Okay. Do you understand what I'm telling you? You think this thing must have attacked us? Must have attacked Samson? I'm saying if you were really sure he was going to come back, maybe the reason he didn't isn't because of some guild conspiracy, but because there wasn't anything to bring back. I don't... I don't know if knowing this makes things better or worse. If, if he's truly gone there's if i'm gone there's there's nothing but at least if this is true then we can we can kill this thing yeah that's what kether wants us to do i want you to know that kether was asking a lot of questions about you and jeremiah and samson in a way that i do not think is well-intentioned i think if she has the opportunity to get what she wants out of this and sacrifice the rest of us she will i don't think we can trust her what should I do in the meantime? Do you do you need the extra help? No, you stay with the kid. Okay. Do you want me to explore a different angle? I think you should probably shore up the doors and windows. I think if Samson kept like a journal or you can find any information about a connection with Kethra or the Bargast, I, I just, I don't know why she's so interested in your family, but if you could do a little digging here in the house, that would be great. But don't Go anywhere, don't do anything rash, and definitely don't talk to Kethra, okay? Was Kethra an adventurer? She used to be, yeah. Her husband got killed by the Bargast. That's why she's so obsessed with it. And I have reason to believe she tried to bring her husband back with dark magic, maybe? It's a hunch. Okay, well, maybe I can... Spend a, an afternoon at the guild house and see if I can't uh, find any registration files that are public record on Kethra. Okay. And um, I'm really sorry to tell you that. It sucks. Well, it sounds like you don't trust her, so maybe maybe that's not what's going on. Um, but in either case, if you do find this thing, kill it for me. Yeah. But at least you can, I guess, take a little comfort in knowing that he didn't decide to just... Not come back. Her face, still in a hardened expression, seems to soften a bit, weighing the weight of your words. That is a, that is one way to think about it. Um, thank you, Sid. Sid doesn't say anything. Well, um, it sounds like you all were on your way to just warn us before doing that. Um, don't don't let me keep you all. They kind of start coughing a bit. You okay? Are you well? No, no. Ever since I've come back, I just haven't felt like myself entirely. But, you know, 
I know that sometimes does happen with uh, ordeals of coming back and goes away maybe in a few days, weeks. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep a look on it. Good. Do, do take care of yourself, Delilah. If not for your sake, then for Jeremiah's sake. He needs you. And that's all. Uh, Jeremiah, come say bye to everyone. And Jeremiah kind of just rounds a corner and they are just with the dagger in their hand, uh, just peeling a piece of fruit. Oh. Keep it sharp. You use it on fruit too much. It won't help you on anything else. Sharp. Okay. Uh, bye, everyone. Bye, Jeremiah. Hey, Delilah, can we get a knife sharpener? And you all uh, head out. <laughs> Guys, if we don't trust Kethra, should we go on our own to take care of the Bargast? Or, I mean, she seems like a pretty high-level adventurer. If we don't trust Kethra, how do we trust there's anything in the woods at all? I think point. we need to trust her to a certain point. She is clearly, as you say, a high-level adventurer who knows what's going on. What she says lines up with what we've experienced. Wolves, goblins, souls gone missing. I'm Why just... would she lie? She did lie. Multiple times. Already. I don't, And I don't know why. I just don't want to be taken for a fool again for like the hundredth time. I will say that I believe she believes there is a Bargast, and that she wants it dead. I believe that too, but what if we're part of some kind of weird, like she's going to trade our souls for her husband's soul or something? I mean, I don't know how this creature works. Do you? Um, I've read about it. I've studied it some. I, I'm familiar a bit. And my understanding is that there is no bargaining. There is no return. If your soul is devoured by a bargast, you are just gone. The soul doesn't feel a thing. One moment it's there, one moment it is part of the universe. Once again. You think it rejoins the universe? You don't think it's just destroyed? What is destruction but recycling, in a way? I, I hope that Delilah thinks it that way. It might bring her some peace. Better than knowing that the man she loved did love her, and that she'll never see him again. So I do trust Cathra to that extent. If she's looking for help with this creature, then I would like to help her. Okay, I'm in. Sid? Either way, you keep your friends close. And he looks at Lauren out of the corner of his eye. And your enemy's closer. I'm standing right here. I'm, I'm inches from you. Cathra's still a few blocks away. Why are you saying something, Sidian? And I give you a grin, and I stand up straighter again, and I get walking. And you all arrive to Kethra's house, and greets you in, has tea ready for you all, and is there anything that you would like to do here before we wrap up? I will not drink the tea. I want that on the record. I have decided as an individual not to drink the tea. I will today. pointedly drink the tea. Not Great. very thirsty this morning. No, I um I <laughs> had a little too much to drink last night. Well, this would be perfect for hydration. I already drank water. Eleanor is a really bad liar. <laughs> okay, well, suit yourself, dear. I'll pass on the tea. Oh, raring to go. Wonderful. Well, yeah. you all ate, I hope. Ready to hit the road. Yeah. Did you get yourself packed. We're good. Perfect. 
Um, Eleonora is going to, and I can prepare new spells every time I long rest. She's prepared detect good and evil. Or sorry, detect evil and good. Big difference. Huge. And <laughs> I will know if she is an aberration, a celestial, an elemental, a fae, a fiend, or undead. <laughs> Eleonora, you wait for... Kethra to kind of turn around and start gathering a few things and you reach out and connect to your deity at the sanctuary of the crux and you get this word echoing in your head Veen, veen, veen I knew it You guys! I knew it Oh my god! It is game Should I wait to react to this information until the next episode? So, Eleonora, you're just going to start blasting? Yeah, I'm going to... F- <laughs> <No. laughs> Come out the Eleonora voice. Yeah, I'm going to fuck this bitch up. <laughs> hey, we had our bonding moment. You give Sid the go-ahead. He'll rumble. <laughs> it's all about rolling dice, baby.